Welcome to the Florida Divorce Podcast, your source for the information you need to successfully get through your divorce and into the next exciting chapter of life. Now, here's your host, Attorney Scott Kalish. Hey everyone, my name is Scott Kalish. I am a divorce and family law attorney here in South Florida. Today I want to talk to you about mediation. I want to tell you a little bit about it, give you some information on it, and tell you when it's useful, and I also want to tell you which situations mediation is usually not useful. So uh, let's jump right into it. So let's talk about what mediation is. So mediation is essentially um, an informal negotiation session. It typically happens after a case has been started and after both sides have exchanged financial documents, right? They've done mandatory disclosure and they've done what's called discovery, right? They know what the finances are, if finances are at issue. And it typically happens, like I said before, um, after the case is, you know, is at that stage. And it's an informal negotiation session. The people that attend mediation are you know, obviously both parties, the husband, the wife, both lawyers, if they have, they have lawyers, right? The husband will come with his lawyer. The wife will come with her lawyer and a mediator. And what a mediator is typically an attorney, if we're in family law and it's a divorce case, then almost always the mediator is an experienced former family law attorney, or, or now they practice family law and they also do mediations on the side. So those are the people that attend mediation there's no judge that comes. It's not an official court proceeding. It's literally a day or a half day or even a couple hours of where everyone gets together, either in person or on Zoom, and they try and settle the case. They try and negotiate a resolution. Everything that happens at mediation is confidential, right? So you can't leave mediation and go to court and say, oh, judge, she offered me X at mediation. So this is why you should rule for my side because she already offered me that. You can't do that. The rules in Florida and the law is in Florida pertaining to, to mediation is that everything's confidential except for a couple of different exceptions which relate to like safety, right? If someone makes a threat against somebody at mediation, then, then obviously you can disclose what happened at mediation. But otherwise, at mediation, everything is confidential. You can't use it later on. All a judge will know is that you've either attended or didn't attend and if you attended, did you reach a resolution or did you not reach a resolution or did you reach a partial resolution? That's it. So remember, mediation is totally confidential. If it's on Zoom, right, video conference or, or, or if it's in person, typically all the parties are kept separate, right? So or both parties are kept separate. You'll have the husband and his lawyer in one room. You'll have the wife and her lawyer in another room, and then you have a mediator, and they, they're the ones that, that spend some time with the husband, and then they go get his story, and then they go and, and to the wife's room, and they get her story, and they go back and forth, and they try and negotiate a deal if that's possible, okay? So that's essentially how it works, and that's kind of what it looks like. Sometimes the lawyers will meet privately if they think that their clients are – close to a deal or a deal can be done, but that the lawyers need to speak because they think that there might be a legal issue or they might need clarification on, you know, how something can get done or, or realistically how far the parties are apart. Sometimes if mediation seems like it, it's reached almost like a stalemate or if progress isn't being made, sometimes the lawyers will, will meet to try and get some more movement, so to speak. 
But that's essentially how it works. You know, in my opinion, mediation is useful for a few reasons, right? If you are a person that likes to maintain control, right? Control of an outcome, then mediation is totally up your alley. Because judges, once a case goes before a judge, you lose all control. The judge has complete control. They're the ones that are going to make the, the final decision in your case. So if you can broker a deal in mediation, then that's a way for you to, to maintain control and have some sort of say in the outcome of the case. So control is a huge way that it can be useful. In certain situations, mediation is a lot cheaper than going to trial. If you and your spouse can reach an agreement and the lawyers can draft that agreement, then it can be way cheaper than fighting in court, litigating and, and, and going before a judge, you know, in a trial it can be way cheaper than that. So mediation is really useful when someone's looking to save money. That's only possible if the other side's willing to negotiate and if the other side is willing to, to be reasonable. But just know that mediation is way cheaper than going to trial. It's also useful to narrow some of the issues and, and to sort of get insight on into what the issues actually are, right? Sometimes you don't know until mediation the issues that, that you can resolve. You know, sometimes you can go into to mediation with let's say five big issues and you can narrow them down to maybe two issues for a judge to decide. Sometimes, you know, you can reach a resolution, reach an agreement on three or five issues or two or four. So that's one useful way you can use mediation, right? To narrow the issues. Also a useful tactic you can use at mediation is, is that you can use it as a fact finding exercise, right? The mediator when they're going between rooms, they're going to come into your room and whatever they're able to disclose to you, you're able to use ultimately in your case, right? The mediator might tell you and might give you your spouse's take or opinion on a certain set of facts, right? They can say, oh, you know, your, your wife's not willing to settle because she thinks that you make double the income that you're reporting. Okay, well, then you turn around and and you say, okay, well, mediator, tell me what they're relying upon. You know, how are they getting to this number? And if the mediator is is able to tell you, they might say, oh, well, they, they think that you have a side business or they think that, you know, you're purposefully, you know, making less money. Mediation is a way for you to anticipate what tactics a lawyer or the opposing lawyer and your spouse might use against you later on, right? So, so you use it as, as a fact-finding exercise to know what's coming. I always like to, to sort of use it as a way to gain information. Sometimes you won't get that, you know, just by talking to the lawyer outside of mediation. So definitely something to uh, keep in mind. Sometimes mediation, right? You need more than one session. In some cases, you might need two or even three mediations to get a case resolved. In divorce, there's a lot of emotion and emotion sometimes makes people act totally unreasonably. So your first mediation might not be that productive because the other person might be really emotional and might not be ready to totally resolve the case. But with time and as the case progresses, as it becomes more and more real, especially if a judge sets a trial date, you know, a second mediation might be useful because that's like, you know, the other person's opportunity to either fish or cut bait, right? I mean, to just try and get an agreement down rather than spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a trial. You know, it might be their last opportunity to resolve the case to where they have some control. 
because their lawyer is certainly going to tell them that at trial, you lose all control. So a second or third mediation is sometimes useful. Let me tell you a little bit about when I think mediations don't make sense. Obviously, if you're going against somebody that is completely unreasonable, your spouse, right, is, is completely unreasonable on issues and you know for a fact that they're not even going to move a but, you know, move, move at all in mediation, then, then it's really not that useful. But most judges will still require you to attend mediation, unfortunately, even if it's for just five minutes. I have literally had five or 10 minute mediations because we know the issues and we know that, you know, one person is just not going to budge. And then that other person's probably the one that's unreasonable, has the unreasonable position. And that's typically when they're not useful. But like I said before, you, you have sometimes you have to check the box and, and say you went, even if it was just for five minutes, um, to satisfy the judge's requirements. Mediation really doesn't make sense when you have the way stronger position and the other person's not going to agree to what your position is. And it'll cost you less money to go to trial than it will to agree with the unre unreasonable person, right? Long term, essentially, you'll, you'll be a lot better financially if you just say, I'm not settling at mediation and I want to take it before the judge. But typically in those situations, your position really needs to be strong. You really shouldn't be gambling by going to trial if you don't have a strong position. So that's really when it doesn't make sense. Or let's, you know, if we're not talking money, if we're talking children for a second, if, you know, your spouse is very unreasonable and it would be detrimental for your children for you to agree to what your spouse wants you to agree to, it makes sense for your, you know, the mental health of your children to, keep fighting and not to agree to something that would be detrimental to them, then mediation doesn't make sense. You might as well just, you know, appear for the five minutes and, and just proceed to trial if the unreasonable person that you're litigating against isn't going to move, you know, an inch. So that's when it doesn't make sense. That's when mediation doesn't make sense. So that's a little bit about mediation, what it is, when it's useful, when I think it's not useful. If you like this podcast, please, please, please give it a five-star review. If you have a question for me and you want me to answer it on the podcast, or if you want me to answer it you know, privately in an email, feel free to give me a shout at scott at kjlawfla.com. Just put in your email whether or not I have permission to answer the question on the podcast. Again, that email address is scott at kjlawfla.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Florida Divorce Podcast. To learn the 10 secrets behind every successful divorce, visit floridadivorcepodcast.com. If you'd like Scott's help in your divorce case, go to kjlawfla.com.